Have you ever thought about, is Chef Mickey really all the hype it gets? And you probably have heard people talk about, because it's been one of those that's been around the Walt Disney Parks for a long time. This is a very popular restaurant, but it seems to be one that's pretty hard to get sometimes. Well, today we are going to share what we think about Chef Mickey's and is it really worth your time and money? Guys, this is going to be a fun episode, so let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Disney DNA Podcast. Trent and Jenny here, and today we have a great episode about food. We are Disney foodies. We love our restaurants. So today we're going to discuss our experiences at Chef Mickey's and let you know, is it really, Jenny, is it really worth the hype it gets? So before we get into the food and everything, we want to start with a brief history of Chef Mickey's. It is located at Disney's Contemporary Resort. This restaurant has been a staple of the Walt Disney World dining scene since it first opened in 1971. A long time ago. So a long time. Over the years, the restaurant has undergone undergone some changes, but it has remained a favorite of both locals and tourists alike. This was actually my first time eating there. This was my second time. Yes. So going, my first trip to Disney was in 2005. So I mean, kind of a what, 14, 13 a years. Time. Yeah, long time. And this was the first time. So what can you expect when dining at Chef Mickey's? The restaurant is located on the fourth floor of Disney's Contemporary Resort and has a fun kind of whimsical atmosphere. The dining experience at Chef Mickey's is a family style affair, again, with the food being brought out. Yeah, but what's cool though, real quick though, I like where the location is because you get to see the monorail. Yes, yes. So you're sitting on the fourth floor and when you look up, the monorail goes through. But this family style dining, which means the food is served at the table and then guests can help themselves as much as they like. Yeah, but things changed this month in March. Yeah. They went back to their roots. So in March 2023, depending on where when you're hearing this, because they were buffet style and then COVID happened and they were family dining style, we had the di- family experience. At the very end before they took it away. Yes. And then, so now two, three weeks later, it's back to the buffet style dining. Guests can enjoy the all you can care to to enjoy breakfast or dinner and can choose from a variety of dishes, including classics like Mickey waffles and pancakes, eggs, bacon, sausage, pastries, and more for breakfast. And then we'll talk about supper in a little bit. Yeah, so the most iconic things about eating at Chef Mickey's, everybody usually picks breakfast most of the time because of the iconic Mickey waffles. That's like the staple on Disney property at most of your Disney restaurants, but having your Mickey waffles at Chef Mickey's is the cool part. Let's talk about price before we talk about food. Yeah, it's a little bit on your normal side when it comes to other restaurants because we have pretty much seen there might be a $10 difference. Yes. So Chef Mickey's supper or dinner buffet pricing is $62 per adult plus tax and gratuity, $39 per child. And then children prices are ages three to nine plus tax and gratuity. And then what do you feel about the price? Well, 62 is you're paying 
again, you're at the contemporary. Yes. And you are getting at one of the hardest ones to get. I mean, it's not impossible, so don't take it like that, but it is one of the tough ones to get. You're not going to find it too often available like we did with our restaurant roulette game and got pretty lucky. But this one was done pre-trip. This was booked as part of our ADR. But for, for the price, $62 for what we had. I don't know. That's a little high, but you're paying a premium because you're at a pretty yes. iconic. So I think of the buffet-style dining versus the family-style dining. Here at, we did, Tusker House was a buffet. So those two are very comparable. Also, even though Beer Garden doesn't have characters, when we first started eating there, it was the family-style dining, and now it's back to buffet. I feel like the $62 per person makes a little more sense as a buffet versus family-style dining because the family-style dining, when we get into the buffet offerings in a second, the family-style dining, you have less options, where the buffet, you have more to choose from. Yeah, but the thing was, if you go back to Wednesday's episode, I want to say, if if I can remember correctly, it was like $55 per person. Yeah. Getting the getting the characters because you get characters here too. Yeah, you get characters here too. So it's a little and bit more. Tusker House was about the same too, price wise. But that's just in my opinion. I think these dining options as a buffet are slightly better than the dining options as the family style. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. all good. I agree. So some of the and we're going to talk about the buffet offerings and then we'll talk about what we had. Some of the buffet offerings are tomato and rosemary. I'm not whatever this is. F-O-C-A-C-C-I-A. Focag? Focag? We'll just go with that. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a tough one to say. We're not like food experts here and can say everything on all menus. I know. I know. I'm like, I don't know. I've, no, I don't know if I've ever even <laughs> had this. So then we had salads. Now, for the table, we had salads brought out. They had a salad with a shrimp that I thought that was really, really good. The other salads were just okay. Well, I pick bread because if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know that Trent does not eat salads. That is not part of my taste palette. So I'm sorry. I can't tell you what I thought about it, but at least Jenny had it and our daughters had it. Brooklyn had it. Sophia didn't eat it. Sophia ate the bread. They also have a carving station uh, featuring the chef selection. So this changes up a little bit. Now, our meat, we had like a beef something and then we had salmon. The salmon is what I ate. I ate the beef. I thought it was really good. Okay. The salmon was like the beef I thought was good. Well, it comes out on this big platter mm-hmm. and it was like on this side was like the fish and then you had like this beef and then you had like a... There's like a pork a dish. Pork, yeah. And it was kind of mixed in with like here's some vegetables. Mm-hmm. So the salmon, because I did try the beef and the pork. The salmon was so good though. The buffet, you get shrimp and grits, which is always a great option. We didn't have that option. You get roasted pork and then you have a lot of plant-based seasonal inspired dishes. Mac and cheese. Hey, but it's homemade. It is homemade. You have vegetable stir-fry noodles, which I thought would have been interesting. I like kind of the lo mein type vegetable stir-fry. Trent does not. No, I I don't. I prefer if I had to choose like a rice dish. I'm not a big on like noodles. Yeah. Grilled and roasted vegetables. So your corn, your green beans, kind of the basic vegetables Disney offers. It's a safe play for most restaurants. And then they have classic favorites for children. So that translate into chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. 
the typical things that you will find at any of the restaurants, including quick services, famous like your ABC commissaries and your, uh, what's it, the, the, the cafe connections? Yes. That type of food for the kids. As family style dining, I thought this was slightly weird. So we did have a baby who is 18 months old and they asked, do you, how many children do you have? And I said, well, we have two. And they said, how, what are their ages? And I said, 18 months and seven. And she said, well, the 18 month old, even though she's technically a toddler, is going to be a baby. And I was like, okay. Like, I don't know how Disney comes up with what is charged for the younger ones. But the seven year old and her, they brought out a kid's plate. Like each of them had their own plate and it had things like the chicken nuggets and the mac and cheese on it. So they can eat from the family style dining, but they do have like they just brought them out their own plate. It wasn't like their chicken nuggets were mixed in with our salmon. Right. But we're going to talk about our party later on. Yeah. But just so when they say like kids selection, it was just typically like mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, which if you're paying that $39 or whatever, I don't agree with that price. And all your kids are eating is mac and cheese and chicken nuggets. They better have the best character interaction that $39 could buy. All you can say at that point is, is that you've eaten at Chef Mickey's. You're not experiencing Chef Mickey's. Yeah. Now, we say that because when our kids were little and we first started going to Disney, you go way back to the first episodes. We were only really eating at quick services and food carts because our kids were experimental, but they were not that experimental. Now that they're teenagers and like trying new things, we can go to the other restaurants and then really enjoy it. So if you listen to our show, you see how our Disney food journey has evolved over the years as our kids have gotten older. But that's only because they were kids. Now, if it was me, I would have been like, girls, we eating this stuff. I know. I'm a Disney foodie and but I've always been that way, though. Trent like, is picky. Yes, but I am picky, but I do enjoy a good Disney restaurant. Yes. And I like that vibe. He does. And over the years, he's tried more things that he would have never tried anywhere. He has tried them at Disney and some of them he's really liked. Except those green beans. Except the, oh, what is it with Disney green beans? Okay, so they also have desserts. They have um, different things like this little warm apple crisp is what I ate and it was like bite size. For us, we had like the cookies and these little Oreo things that were like these little chocolate thing on top. Yeah, I thought the desserts were really good. It wasn't anything special or signature. No, it's nothing to like, ooh, these are the best on property. No, it was just a basic, simple dessert, but it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed my apple crisp. It needed ice cream, Disney. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, that, that sounds good too. Especially, well, especially for how, how hot it was. Yeah, I just like apple crisp and ice cream. So they did have some specialty drinks, non-alcoholic specialty drinks, pomegranate lemonade, watermelon lemonade, which I love watermelon lemonade. Oh, uh, no, nah, that's not my thing. Just give me basic, like, regular, like, lemonade. They have a pink London spritzer, which is Lars pink London Sprite, grapefruit soda. No, it's not Sprite. Spirit. I totally read that wrong. So a Lyrie's Ly- pink London spirit, grapefruit soda, pomegranate green tea, lime, and mint. For a whopping $11 mm. for a drink. And a Gave Garden, which is 
y'all are probably like screaming at me because this is probably not how this is pronounced. Liars Agave Reserva Spirit, Cold Pressed Lime Juice, Passion Fruit Papaya, Green Tea, and Cucumber. For $11. For $11. For some reason, those flavors and what they offer to eat in my brain do not mix. I'd rather have the Minnie Mouse Smoothie, which has your frozen Minimade strawberry. You got your vanilla topped with some whipped cream and a white chocolate bow for 7 bucks. I do think that, and they also have a Mickey Mouse smoothie, which has mango and strawberry and then cookies and cream crumble. Now, I think the smoothies sound amazing to have with breakfast. But of course, like every Disney restaurant, they do have the stuff that you had to take years ago, which was the dinner allergy friendly offerings, which typically they'll have a chef come to your table yeah. and ask you for what you can and can't have. He or she will write them, like write these things down on a piece of paper usually, and they'll go back and make your specialty dish just for you to make you feel really, without knowing, kind of extra special. Yes. Like yeah. a VIP person because you're getting this one-of-a-kind dish. The experience that I have had at Disney with buffets and the allergy menu, when we went to Tusker House for that buffet, a chef did come out and they said, I can make you X, Y, and Z or off of the buffet, you can have X, Y, and Z. So I don't know if she- I would assume Chef Mickey's does that kind of the same is this is what's available that fits your parameters. If you're worried about cross-contamination, we can make it in the back for you. I didn't have to really worry about cross-contamination too much, but some people do. So they can fix it in the back or you can get it off of the buffet. Yeah. So that's kind of wraps up the menu. Let's talk about this, Jenny. Let's talk about it because you kind of teased this in our little talk here. Let's talk about our party. Yes. So all during the trip report, I kind of told the story about how they combined our group, but I'll tell it again very briefly. We had a group of 12. So when I was making reservations, I couldn't get a group of 12, but I was able to get a reservation for eight and a reservation for four. And I kept checking back to see if I could combine the two and it just wasn't working out. So I walked up, we walked up about six. Our first reservation was for 620 and then we had one for 640. And I knew in the past that Disney would work with us getting us close together or combining tables when we had gone with other large groups like with the Shields and the McDonald's and stuff. So I knew they were going to work with us. So I walked up there. I explained the situation and the girl said, we can combine your group when I asked for two tables close together. She said, even better, we can combine your group. It might take an extra 10 minutes or so. She said, come back at 620, 625 during your first reservation check-in and we'll get it situation. So when I went up there and I reminded her who I was and I said, hey, you know, I have the two groups. What she did was she come like changed my reservation in the system from 8 to 12. And then she changed Trent's reservation because your account was the one that had the second reservation and just canceled it. And then instead of having two tables, they were able to seat us together. Yeah. I liked how we were sat. So when we talked about the last character dining, we were in a booth and it was hard for the kids to get in and out to do pictures. I was kind of stuck, so I couldn't do pictures because I feel like when the characters are up, they are going to spend some time with us, but you don't want to hold them up taking the time to scoot in and out and stuff. Well, they had purposely placed the kids because we had like a wall with the booth and then the other side was the table. I mean, was the chairs. The other side of the table was the chairs. So they purposely placed the kids on the other side of the table so that they were able to get up quickly and take their picture, but also so that the characters were right there to interact with them. Yeah. 
Yes, and that's what I liked about this place is how they, it's just the setup. But I did like how they were able to incorporate both families at one place and not have the separation like we've had in previous trips. And it would have been okay putting the kids all at one table if they were teenagers like in the past. But this time it was a seven-year-old, a toddler, and teenagers. And our girls wouldn't have known. I mean, they entertained the seven-year-old really well. Like they interacted with him really well, but they wouldn't have known what to do with the baby nor would the parents wanted the baby separated. So it was really great that they worked with us. Now, Chef Mickey's has a couple of different like dining rooms and they have names and a certain dining room was recommended because they said it was the best experience in the past. I have no idea which one we ate in. It was just straight to the back. It was just just straight to the back, like maybe like back and left, but it has some really vivid uh, picture frames and some really cool things. But let's talk about our experiences, Jay, with the food. So we've You've heard about our our parties and and the menu. Did you really like this food? Did it like what was your experience? Did you like uh, did you pick at your food? Did you devour your food? Was it worth the hype that it's getting? I did not devour my food, but I didn't pick at my food. I really liked the salmon. That was the main thing I ate. And I really enjoyed the shrimp salad and the bread. Everything else I felt was just good. Okay. If that makes sense. Like the food here is is good. I don't think if you're going for great food, if you're like, I'm in this experience only for the food, your money is better spent somewhere else. Yeah. Because all you can really say is, hey, I've I've had Chef Mickey's. Yeah. You know, check mark. For me, the experience and the food was really good. I could have had them bring out more and more meat trays because you could do that. Yeah. At the time. But this was before the buffet, which is different. Now you, you go get yourself now and you get some other things that weren't offered during our experience. I liked what I had here. Besides, our company was great, but I really enjoyed the food. I thought it was just, it was a cool vibe. And those who know, again, if you've been listening long enough, you should know, Trent, myself, I love Disney vibes in restaurants. I really grill, like I really rate and grill a restaurant on its vibe. In the first five minutes, if I walk in and I'm just not feeling it, it's going to be very hard for me to change my mind and, and really be surprised on how this experience is. But for this place, as soon as you walk in, you are like, wow, this is a contemporary. It's like boom in your face. Chef Mickey's is in the wide open area. You can see the monorail come and go. But for us, the added bonus though really was showing up on the monorail coming from the Grand Flow was just, it was a no brainer. But the thing is though, I recommend this though. It's kind of an upscale feel because you're at the contemporary. You don't go in there wearing like, you know, tank tops and shorts. This is one of those, I Not that you couldn't. I mean, you still can. Yeah. But I feel in my personal opinion, this is, you know, Trent's philosophy of Disney restaurants. For us, it felt good to go back and shower. Yeah. Get cleaned up and treated like a date night for us. So. Like as a family to go and experience Chef Mickey's like cleaned up and not like park sweaty and because it was hot during our trip. I agree with all of that. But when we were walking out kind of seeing more groups and even the group next to us, they were very much dressed up. The, The mom was in a blouse. She was in dress slacks. The little boy had on a cute little romper. Our table everyone looked nice. I think I had on a t-shirt though. Like, and yeah. But I didn't feel out of place. That's the thing. You can dress nicer and be comfortable or you can be in jeans and a t-shirt and also feel comfortable. It's weird how some restaurants have this vibe where you're like, you can dress up and it's date night or you can dress down and it's family time. And it fits both styles and both situations. And I feel like Chef Mickey's did that really well. Yes. And I want 
tell you one more thing about my philosophy, like according to Trent. This is where I come from. To me, if you're eating in the parks, it is okay to have the different attire. But if you're going to be eating away from the parks and have a chance to go back and freshen up a little bit, I feel, in my humble opinion, that you should get cleaned up, dressed up, and treat it differently. I normally do, but this trip, every trip I pack so many shirts, okay? T-shirts, blouses. And this trip, I was like, I am only packing what I'm wearing because I don't wear a lot of what I pack. And I didn't bring any blouses. And I did a few times because you were in like dry fit polo shirts. Go like, oh, I wish I had brought a slightly nicer shirt. So next time I'm going to overpack because I never know what kind of mood I was going to be in. But again, either situation. But our family likes to dress up. Even for sporting events here in town, sometimes we go to an LSU thing and we're like t-shirts and shorts. And sometimes we go to an LSU thing and we're like blouses with earrings and our hair done. I mean, we just, depending on how we feel. Yeah, I agree with you because I like to dress up. I don't like to be, you know, as I've gotten older though, I find myself wanting to, to not be so much in that 2030s, that cool. I like to just, you know, just put on like a, like a nice shirt. And for guys to relate with something along the lines of like some nice shorts and maybe one of those cool Tommy Bahama uh, like button up dress shirts. Those are cool, man. And you throw on some of those, hey dudes, you're kicking the cool style right now. I mean, it's 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 really cool though. Right now, right now my mental state for our next Disney trip, and this has to do with dining as well because I do like to dress up and the parks is I want to get just bike shorts and cotton dresses and that works for the parks. You're a little bit nicer for the restaurants. Like it's just a win-win all around. Kind of free flow, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about this now. Okay, so we've, we've We've shown up. We've took the monorail. So we're in the contemporary. We're having a great time with the Cooper family. Let's talk about that noise level because it's an open area. A lot of things happening. And what was your overall feel? So for me, I'm going to go first. Okay. The noise level is moderate. This goes for people that might have someone in your party that might have some problems with sound levels because of the ear sensitivities. Yeah. It gets not very loud, but there's a lot going on and it's open air and sound travels. Okay. My overall feel, I thought it was great. I loved it in here. I liked how it was decorated with the cool splash of portraits of like the characters and the, the color palettes were really nice. Even the booths and the tables were pretty great, even though I I love me a good booth. It's pretty awesome. I enjoyed everything. I, I didn't think it was too loud. I didn't have to scream to talk to the guys because the guy sat on one end of the table, the ladies kind of in the middle and the kids on the other end. It was just an easy kind of a chill, relax, fun time. And I enjoy talking to everybody. When we first walked into the restaurant, I thought, oh, this is chaotic. But because they do have different dining rooms and stuff, when we got into our where we dine. Now, I don't know what the name is, but if you're familiar with Chef Mickey's. We were in the dining area where you could get to the bathrooms from there. So if any of you know which one that is, that's the one we were in. But when we sat down in the dining area, I didn't think it was loud or chaotic at all. I think how they have it broken apart in the different rooms and the different areas kind of disperses that well. I think they did really well with the artwork and stuff because that also is kind of an extra sound barrier for the large groups. But I didn't think it was loud and overwhelming once we sat 
down. It felt a little chaotic getting to our area. But once we were in our area, it kind of calmed down. And I think if you have those with sensory issues and stuff, they would do well here. Yeah. And one thing, too, that kind of makes it difficult, because when you're in that area by the Mary Blair mural, yeah, it gets crazy because you do have right next to it is the Contempo Cafe, which yes. is their quick service area, which is, I mean, it's literally right, right there next to Chef Mickey's. It can be a little old woman because you do have that, plus families are coming and going. Then you got the check-in desk right there way out front. Yeah, you have the monorail, you have two gift shops, you have a sitting area, you have like a little lounge area. I mean, there's a lot happening when you walk up. But when we sat, and I feel like the other dining areas would be kind of the same, I didn't feel like it was chaotic or anything. Yeah, same for me. Let's talk about, Jenny, the character experience because you kind of catch a part of it in the title. It's Chef Mickey's. So there's a big part of this. There's always these character meets because with the price tag, you're going to be meeting characters. So the ones that you get to meet, of course, is Mickey because he's part of the title of of the restaurant. You get Minnie, Pluto, Donald, and Goofy. They tend to walk around the room kind of like at Garden Grill quite a few times. We've saw them easily. The girls popped up and did photos. It was a really easy, easy experience and they're fun and bubbly. So the girl, I want to talk about the interaction with the characters. So with our girls who are teenagers, they did the pictures and posed and everything and kind of interacted enough to where the point where a teenager is like, okay, I have my picture. I'm going to sit down. And then the girls took a couple of pictures with the seven-year-old. The character interaction with the seven-year-old and the baby was amazing. The baby loved the characters and the seven-year-old, he got his autograph, he got his picture and he was kind of moved on. But they spent time with the baby playing peekaboo and different things like that every time they came around. She was really excited to see the characters. The characters spent time with her and I feel like that's a big deal. If our girls were little, if our girls had been that baby and to see the characters take the time like that, then it would have meant a lot for that experience for me. And I know it means a lot for the moms of these two children. Now, the seven-year-old, it was funny because we would be like, oh, so-and-so is coming and he'd get his book ready. And then he would basically talk to him for a second, get his autograph, stand for a picture. A few times we bribed him to do a picture with the girls. And then he was like, done. He was over it. He was ready to eat and move on. He had these little avatar figures that he was playing with. So he was getting back to that. But I thought the character interaction here was one of the best character interactions we've ever had at a dining experience. I agree with you. Pre-pandemic and during pandemic and post-pandemic. I think this is one of the best ones. And I loved seeing how, I mean, they don't, the characters don't change who they are, but they knew what the teenagers wanted and they knew what the seven-year-old wanted and they knew what the baby wanted. So it was neat to see the interaction with each different age group and how well they were able to transition from one to the other and just how smooth it was. Hands down, I'm telling you, this is the best one I think we've ever had. Yes, I'm going to tell you why too. I think it was great. And you did say exactly what I was feeling. One of the best ones ever. I enjoy always meeting Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Goofy, all the the, the, the iconic characters. Mm-hmm. This is what makes it so special. It is cool to see some other ones come and go, but most of the time you're going to get the, like the Fab 
five sometimes. You sometimes get Donald depending on where you're at. But again, very fun, very interactive. And just to see, like you mentioned, the characters interacting with the kids. Our girls had a good time. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was getting full. Great conversations. It was just a really fun experience. And this is one of the best ones that I've experienced myself over all these years. It's something about Chef Mickey's that really brings out that fun vibe. But let's talk about the big question. Let's kind of wrap this up toward the end here. Was this to you, Jenny? Was this meal worth the price? Because it was one that people talk about. I mean, you see it all the time on like blogs and YouTube videos and and, and like uh, Facebook groups. Everybody's going like, oh, Chef Mickey, Chef Mickey's. Was this kind of worth it for you? Or do you think, hey, I'll eat here maybe once every three, four, five, six trips, whatever it is. Or is it like, hey, maybe like every other trip? How do you feel about okay. that? Okay. I kind of went into this a little bit, but I'm going to give you two conflicting answers. I feel like the the food we had was not worth the price we paid, but the character experience made up with that for that. I feel like going back to buffet style because you were getting more options, a hundred percent this restaurant is worth the price. I had such a good time. Would I go back every year for the food alone? No. Would I go every couple of years because the food and the character interaction was so great? Absolutely. Okay. Does it compare to any other experiences that you've had with characters? Because I'm going to tell you what I think in just a second. Well, the character interaction was hands down at a restaurant the best we've had. Is it better than our home resort, though? Did you get a better vibe? Yes. Okay, so it's better than than, than, than Topolino so, Terrace. Okay. The thing with Topolino's, though, is... It's a dance routine. They come out and they <laughs> do a little show yeah. and then they kind of wave and move on. I mean, they'll stand and pose for a picture, but I just feel like when we've been there, we haven't had as much interaction. I feel like at Topolino's, the show is really cute, but it's a little distracting. Like, I much prefer to be having my meal and the characters just come up. Not having my meal, have to stop and watch wherever it's happening, my food's getting cold, and then wait for the characters to come around. Okay, that's all valid points. For me, though, this meal was fun. I enjoyed it, even though I'm a very picky eater. I still enjoyed the menu. I still ate a lot. I was full. I didn't leave hungry. I wasn't going back to the park like Magic Kingdom going like, oh, let's get a, a Dole Whip or a pretzel or any kind of those fun little. Yeah, we did go to Magic Kingdom after this. Yeah, so we kind of walked it off really. But worth the price, I think so because of where you're at. You get a contemporary, one of the most iconic resorts on property since 1971. Okay, you get some great character characters. You get some great interacting from those characters. The whole vibe in there, I mean, yes, it's open air. It's it's different. It, it's a different style of restaurant. Most places are like walls and ceilings and it's all that way. But this place is just, it's different. It, it, is, it has a cool vibe that I thoroughly enjoy. Would I eat here often? Maybe every two or three trips. Now, it doesn't mean that I don't like it. It's just, it, there's nothing there to make me go like, ooh, I have to eat here every trip because it falls in the same prices that we're spending at other restaurants to begin with. Yeah. I mean, I, Le Cilier's for a single person or Beer Garden. San Angel Inn, even eating at Topolino's is still going to be priced. San Inn's not on my every trip. I know it's oh, on yours, but like I'm thinking when I look at Disney dining, where do I want to eat every trip? I don't eat there every trip because I 
want to try new things. But it is very comparable to the places that the food wants me to eat it every trip. But you're also paying for the characters. So it might be a, a little bit more, say, at Chef Mickey's because of that. But to me, it's it's on par with a lot of other things. Plus, you're at Walt Disney World. Yeah. To me, it's like there is a cap on what you can spend. But to, like for me, my mindset is like this. I'm at Walt Disney World. I'm with the fam. We're here to have a fun time. We're here to make those memories that last lifetimes. We're here to get full and experience a lot of fun things that we don't get that chance to have back home. Because we're not going to show up here, say, like at our local walk-ons and the oh, look, there's Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. And, I mean, it just doesn't happen. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Or, or any of these local places. So you're paying for that fun vibe, that, that fun experience. Think about this, okay? If we want to talk about paying to meet the characters, you're, say it's $15 a character and you meet four characters. If I was in the park, instead of waiting an hour to meet Cinderella, if I could pay 15 bucks and just walk to the front of the line and meet Cinderella, I'm going to pay that 15 bucks. So an extra $15 added to my price ticket at a restaurant to meet four characters, whether it's Mickey and Minnie in their classic gear or Mickey and Minnie in their safari gear or Mickey and Minnie in their France gear, their France little artist. Called, yeah, it's like little uh, uh, paint. paint painter's gear. Yeah. I, I will pay that. And I got my meal. To me, it's the equivalent of buying like a lightning lane a la carte to meet them in the park. Like you're paying for the experience to skip the line to meet the characters. But that's a slippery slope with people because they're going to think, oh, you're paying to experience these things like you was mentioned, like you know, skipping the line. There are people out there that actually don't mind waiting for stuff. You know, it's just. Yeah, it just depends on my kids aren't super big into characters. So if it's a really rare or special character, I would pay a few dollars to meet that character and not have to wait for an hour, an hour and a half, because my priority in the park isn't necessarily eating, meeting characters. It's riding attractions and eating food. Valid points. That's all we have for you today. Let's recap Jenny and talk about some some main points here. So for us, Chef Mickey's is a win. It's a it's a it's a must. Not every trip. We both in, enjoy it. It's worth the price. I think the listeners will in, like enjoy this. I'm sure anybody who has been will say the same thing. It's fun. It's a great experience for all, whether you're young or old. I think it's going to be added to our list of rotations coming up on trips. Not like every trip, but just hey. Mm-hmm. If it pops up on the app and we are kind of in that lull, oh, let's pick it. Speaking of that, when we were doing Restaurant Roulette, one or two of the days, there were actually openings for Chef Mickey's. So if you didn't get it, you're 60 days out. Keep trying because, I mean, that was day of and they were like decent 5, 530 time periods. Yeah, absolutely. So always check your My Disney Experience app. But to try to do it safely is do your ADRs with 60 it. 60 days out. Kind of helps you with your mindset. You don't have to stress out as much, but we did ours beforehand. But again, like Jenny said, she saw it pop up a few times on the app mm-hmm. throughout our trip. So it, it does come and go, but it depends on how many is in your party though, because you might have, you know, two, four. Yeah. That was looking for a party of four. And actually the day I was looking for a party of five, it popped up as well, but it was like 930 at night. Yeah. That's the only thing too, is sometimes you get these crazy time slots. So is there any final thoughts you have, Jenny, on your experiences at Chef Mickey's or 
Anything else you want to mention before we sign out here? I thought it was a great experience. I would definitely do it again. Again, the food was just okay, but the overall experience was amazing. And I definitely think that this one particular one was worth the price. Yeah, absolutely. It was just so good. So thank you listeners for tuning in today. We hope you had fun. I hope you, I hope that we helped you decide on whether to try this restaurant out. If you've never had it. Try this restaurant out. Yeah. Add it to your list. And I'm sure we all have this, like this uh, Disney restaurant of like go-tos of like. A bucket list. Yeah. Of like, should we try it? But I hope we helped you decide on, yes, you should. Add it to your list. Add it to the top of the list. It, it's fun. It's a great time. But if you also want to find out information about this podcast, the easiest way is just go to our website, DisneyDNAPodcast.com. It has links to our socials where you can find us at, information about us. If you want to help support the show through our Patreon, we appreciate that as well. And links to that is in the show notes below. And if you want to, we would encourage you to, if you love this podcast and you haven't done so yet in your podcast app, leave us a five-star review and we'll give you some feedback and a shout out on our next episode whenever that happens for your reviews. So, so get those in. We love to hear what you guys think and as always if you've got the time we've got the disney